AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. All the action is right here. This is Lee Scott Academy Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. Now, here is color analyst Carter Bird and the voice of Lee Scott Academy Athletics, Jacob Goins. We are live at John Mills Field on the campus of Lee Scott Academy here in Auburn, Alabama for the final time in the regular season as your Lee Scott Academy Warriors get set to face off against a neighboring state foe, the Cavalry Knights. Hello everybody, Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. I'm joined by Christian Griffin on the broadcast. Christian, good to have you on again, man. Could I mean, it's been a beautiful week for weather here in Auburn. Baseball has been at an all-time high. We played Monday, Tuesday, and now here today. It's gorgeous out here. Yeah, it might be a little cliche, but, you know, the Leonard Skinner, sweet home Alabama where the skies are so blue. It could not get more textbook of an example than how that is today. Blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. It's a little warmer today than it's been over the past few as temperatures reaching just above 85 degrees. But you couldn't draw up a better day for high school baseball. This is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to First Pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply Experience and Knowledge from the Pros at your hometown home center. Well, Lee Scott in two days of work on Monday and Tuesday took care of area foe Springwood. Uh, they won 20-5 to on Monday in three innings and then backed that up with two impressive wins here on Tuesday. It was a 12 to nothing victory in the third game and then for Lee Scott in the first game to take the series it was 16-3 to and so Lee Scott very exciting. It was senior day here on Tuesday. They honored all seven seniors. Their numbers still painted behind uh, the home plate dirt circle and Chris Fields, the team manager who, Christian, I know you weren't here for it, he got in in the second game, and not only did Chris get in, he had an RBI single Heck in yeah. that game. So just an exciting day all around. We had an inside-the-park home run from Landry Cochran. I mean, it was a very, very exciting day here at John Mills Field as Lee Scott takes the sweep over Springwood. But one more team to beat here before they prepare for postseason play. This team, Cavalry, out of state, and Christian, they are very well known in this state. They're from Georgia, but they're very well known in this state and around this area. They've defeated Lee Scott back in February. They defeated Macon East, and they've also defeated Glenwood, a team that beat Lee Scott in all three games they played. So, Lee Scott's got a tough test on their hands this afternoon. Yeah, definitely. They've made a name for themselves. I'm a Georgia guy, so I've heard about them from time and time, playing high school ball in Georgia, and then, as you mentioned, beating them in, or them beating Lee Scott in February. It's a really good test for that last last se series of the season, you know it's not going to hurt that area play, not going to affect the playoff record. You can get a couple guys in, but you're really just looking to build off of what you what you established earlier in the week, looking to continue that momentum going into the playoffs starting next week. And we now know that Lee Scott will take on Fort Dale on Thursday in games one and two with the if game on Friday. We did
didn't know that on Tuesday. We now know it. The Warriors will be on the road at Fort Dale for the first round of the playoffs. That will begin on Thursday, and you better believe it. We're going to be there oh, yeah. at least Scott Sports Network. We will be there for games one and two, the if game on Friday. It's a best-of-three series, but, man, we'd love Lee Scott to go up there and get a sweep. Thankfully for Lee Scott fans and us, the broadcasters, we avoided Bessemer, which means you have to, you have to make the two-and-a-half-hour drive rather than the one-and-a-half-hour drive. But we would have gone anywhere to follow this team as they are 26-8 and eight overall this season is Lee Scott taking on a team in Calvary that is 19-5. and five. As the Warriors finish up their infield warm-ups, we're just a few minutes away from first pitch between Lee Scott and Calvary. When we come back, we'll have your starting lineups and wrap up the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. Reminder, it's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown. Home center starting lineups and first pitch. When we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. As the coaches meet at home plate, we're just a few minutes away from first pitch between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Cavalry Knights. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Head coach for Cavalry, Steve Smith, and head coach for your Lee Scott Warriors is Tim Hudson. They meet at, at home plate, exchanging lineups, talking to the umpires. We should have a prayer and national anthem coming up in just a few moments. Again, this is the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. In just a few minutes, we will get you your starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olin Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. We'll get your starting lineups when we come back as the coach is about to uh, walk to their separate dugouts. Again, we'll have prayer, national anthem, and first pitch here at John Mills Field between the visiting Cavalry Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. All that coming up here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. 
Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to saving. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 403461. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS.
This is the First Pitch Countdown, presented by Russell Building Supply on the Lee Scott Sports Network. We are just about ready for first pitch between your Lee Scott Warriors and the visiting Cavalry Knights. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we wrap up the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all been brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Now it is time for the starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. Christian, give us the starting lineups for the visiting Cavalry Knights. Yeah, so leading off in the top of the first inning, it'll be third base, number 12, Noah Strickland. Batting second, playing right field, number 34, Griffin Barbary. And the three-hole first baseman, number 23, Peyton Morrison. That'll be one, two, three here in the top half of the first inning. To follow that, Hayden Bradfield, Andrew Seville, Levi Carroll, Elijah Davis, Jacob Scoggins, James Butler, Isaac Giamona, and Mason Bishop. That is more than nine. Calvary has decided to go with two extra hitters in this non-area game. So good for both teams, getting a couple guys in, getting some playing time. And now we'll head on to that Lee Scott lineup. Starting lineups for your Lee Scott Warriors here in the final regular season games at John Mills Field in a matchup with the non-area Cavalry Knights. One through nine, the center fielder's number six, Hutch Sprayberry, does most of the leadoff duties for this Lee Scott team. Back at third base this afternoon, Cade Hudson wearing number 23. In that third hole, the designated hitter this afternoon, Garrett West, playing first. Thomas Whittington wears number 17. He'll bat fourth. Trent Truitt batting fifth, starting at second. Smith Harkins will bat sixth in left field. Jake Cummings will play in right. He'll bat seventh. J.D. Burns behind the dish. Today, he'll wear number 12 in play catcher batting in that eight spot. And Harrison Short will do the nine-hole hitting duties at shortstop wearing number three. And Jack McKay will stand on the mound here in game one versus Cavalry. Those are your starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olin Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station as we are just about ready for game one between Lee Scott and Cavalry. The Knights from Georgia with a 19-5 record. They defeated Lee Scott back in February 10-9 in eight innings, so they had to go one more to do it back in the early part of the season. But the Knights bring that 19-5 record in as Noah Strickland will step in to take pitch number one from Jack McKay. He delivers, and we are underway just on the inside of the plate. Ball one as we are just underway here in the top of the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. And we will give you Jack McKay's counterpart for Calvary as soon as we figure that out. we got everything else on the lineup, but don't have that pitcher spot filled, so your guess is as good as ours for the time being. As McKay puts a first strike on the board. To make it a 1-1 count just underway. Nobody out, nobody on, no score. That one's in the dirt. Good stop from Burns behind the plate for a 2-1 count. No score between Lee Scott and Cavalry on a beautiful sunny afternoon in Auburn, Alabama. Blue skies, no clouds to be seen. About 85 degrees with a nice breeze from right to left here at John Mills Field. 2-1, that is tipped foul towards the softball fields to make it a 2-2 count. And McKay on the verge of his first strikeout on the afternoon. No complaints right now with that. That cloudless sky, but when that game two comes in that second or third inning, I'm sure that the outfielders might have a couple complaints. As McKay winds and delivers the 2-2, it's in the dirt and gets away from Burns to make it a full count. For the starting third baseman, Noah Strickland, 
And as Christian said, Strickland, Griffin, Barbary, and Peyton Morrison, the one, two, and three for the Knights to start off here in the Auburn Bank first inning. The payoff pitch from the Riding McKay. Got him on the outside corner, caught strike three, one away, top of the first. McKay's on the board with a strikeout. Great fastball there. Started right on that left side, the inner left side of the left-handed batter's box. Now two seam Taylor right over the black. Great setup pitch as well, going to that curveball, the previous pitch, and going with that fastball in the outer half. Gets his first strikeout of the afternoon. Starting right fielder Griffin Barbary steps in for his first plate appearance. That's low in the zone and a called strike one. A little bit of a breeze, so we do apologize for any feedback, but more wind than we've had here all week. Here in Auburn. See if it has any effect on plays in the outfield. We've seen that over the last few broadcasts as well, as that is down for a base hit in right field with Barbary with a single and the first base runner for the Knights. Just a good piece of hitting. He took a first pitch strike and just a nice nice piece of hitting into right field for a single. Yeah, a little inside-out ball in the inner half of the play. Didn't do too much with it. Just an inside-out line drive into right field. Smart play there from Cummings. No need to try and make that, that diving play on that sinking line drive because if that ball gets past you, Barbary's running for a while. Yeah, two, at least three if he if he comes up and makes the incorrect play. So a base runner here in the top half of the first. Nobody has scored yet. But the Knights have a man on first as McKay peeks back over at first. The right-hander now doing with Peyton Morrison. And that first pitch can't find the zone for ball one. Morrison wearing number 23 starting on first this afternoon for the Knights. McKay has the very slim stance and not much of a kick up when he goes after it and that one is a fastball but can't catch the corner. Looked good from our angle but couldn't find the zone for a 2-0 count. We mentioned in the pregame, Cavalry, they know this area very, very well. They've defeated Lee Scott, Macon East, and Glenwood this season so they are no stranger in this area of the state. McKay winds and delivers the 2-0. Runner goes, ground ball to the right side of the infield, and it's in the gap, and runner will stay on second. He got the jump, but he slowed down when he got over there, and so he'll hold up on second, but back-to-back -back singles now as Peyton Morrison stands on first for the Knights. Yeah, an unfortunate sequence there for Lee Scott. Great hit and run hitting right there by the Knights. Barbary didn't pick up the third base coach quick enough. I mean, you could tell that the ball was was hit, but he almost hesitated as if the ball was hit in the air. The third base coach was waving him on because he would have been standing on third without a throw. So Lee Scott does catch a little bit of a break there. Burns on first and second with that double play. Still just a ground ball away. First pitch is ripped towards the softball field for strike one from Hayden Barfield. Wearing number nine, he'll be behind home plate for the Knights on the infield. And we'll give you your Lee Scott infield. Set it during the starting lineups, but after this 0-1 pitch, we will set it up for you. With one away, runners on first and second. Still scoreless between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Cavalry Knights here in the top of the Auburn Bank first inning. McKay turns around, throws back to second. He was there, just couldn't get the call. It was a bang-bang play. A perfect effort, though, from Harrison Short, the shortstop, who came over to actually cover second and tried to get the tag down. Looked good. The throw was on point. Just a bang-bang play, and the call goes towards the runner. McKay peeks back at second again. Does a double-take, kicks and fires the 0-1, and that's on the outside part of the plate, strike two. Little hit or miss so far on that outer half of the plate. Yeah, I agree. Because we've been... seen a couple of them that 
we think could have gone our way, and we've had a couple that we'll take with a shoulder shrug. That's absolutely right. Here's the 0-2. Runners on first and second. One away. The 0-2 from McKay. Hard hit into center field. Back at the wall with Sprayberry and can't get there. That'll be down. They'll send one. They're waving him around. Two runs are going to come around. Throw from short. He's going to be at the plate and it is not in time. It was a little short as Burns came out to make the play. He stopped it in front of him. Just didn't let it get there. And it's a stand-up triple for Hayden Barfield. And two RBIs at that, and the Warriors trail 2-0 here in the first. Just a hard-hit ball in center field. It went over the head of Sprayberry. There's not much you can do. He hit it in between Sprayberry and the home run wall. And there's just a well-hit well ball, well-placed ball for Barfield. And the Knights jump out early. And a big swing and miss from Andrew Seville. Wearing number 19, stepping in for the first time. Bright orange cleats and orange gloves with orange sleeves. So you will not miss him. Infield coming in. A one from McKay's in the dirt. Good stop from J.D. Burns to keep the runner at third base. Lee Scott in their home whites with the navy hat, red brim. The white jersey, white pants with the navy letters and numerals with the red trim around it. So a lot going on, but they look sharp here at John Mills Field. Cavalry in their road greens with the gray pants. And the 1-1 from McKay, big swing, can't get there, strike two. And it's almost a tan color on the numbers and letters across the chest and back for the Cavalry Knights here on the road. A 1-2 with one away, runner on third, a big out needed for McKay on the mound. Trailing 2-0 is Lee Scott. And got him swinging down outside, strike three for two away and two strikeouts from Jack McKay on the hump. Really good bounce back there from McKay. After giving up that extra base hit, giving up those two runs, the ability to come back and keep that runner on third, keeping Calvary to two here would be big. So another strikeout for McKay brings up Levi Carroll, and that's in the dirt. Another good stop from J.D. Burns. He'll hold the runner at third, who has a big lead and has to sprint back. There was no throw, but with the arm of J.D. Burns, able to get back in time. Yeah, really good. Really good stop there. You can see that third baseman's getting way off, especially with McKay. Coming in the windup, that ball gets two or three feet further away from Burns. I think he's scoring, but Burns did a good enough job to stop it and keep it in front of him to force him to pump on the brakes. Second pitch was upstairs and outside for a 2-0 count on the first left-handed batter of the day for the Knights, Levi Carroll. Awaits the 2-0, and that's in to the backstop, and runner decides not to go. McKay came in to cover home plate as it got away from J.D. Burns. But able to recover and keep that runner down at third. It's a 2-0 lead for Calvary, top of the Auburn Bank first inning. After back-to-back -back singles, it was a two-RBI triple for Hayden Barfield. To give the Knights a 2-0 lead and a 3-0 count runner on third with two away. For Levi Carroll. McKay, bigger kick now, sends it in. And unable to find the inside part of the plate for a four-pitch walk. That same side of the plate we've already been questioning here in that first inning. And can't get the call. And a quick mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson. With two away, still a runner on third. Elijah Davis will be the batter. And just a time for... Tim Hudson, really a teaching moment right here is where you're preparing for the playoffs coming up next week. You're already down 2-0 early against what we already know is a good Cavalry team. What's the message here 
if you're head coach Tim Hudson, to a young pitcher, Jack McKay, in the infield right now for Lee Scott. Yeah, I mean, I really like this mound visit. You saw after that pitch there, McKay showed a little bit of emotion not getting that strike call, and that's almost the the explanation in itself. Hey, regardless of what the pitch is, you cannot show emotion. It is a next pitch mentality. That walk doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, you threw four pitches, but nothing advanced, nothing Nothing happened with that situation. Get yourself a ground ball, get out of the inning, and try and get your team to, to the plate for the first time in this game. As umpire comes out to break it up, Hudson will walk back to the dugout for Lee Scott as he walks backwards, has one last message for Jack McKay and his catcher, J.D. Burns. There's not too many better than Tim Hudson that you'd rather have a pitching meeting with on that mound. I've, yeah. I haven't been in one of them, but I'd love to hear the teaching moments that, that go on and the wisdom that he shares just to be able to, to calm down his pitchers. Yeah, you can say that again. There's probably nobody more experienced in high school baseball coaching right now than the legendary Tim Hudson. And a teaching moment for the Warriors with two away, runners on the corners as Elijah Davis steps in, takes a first pitch strike down Broadway. Davis batting in that seven hole, one of those two extra hitters for the Knights on the lineup today. Not a big lead on first. McKay buys him no time, and that's down the middle for strike two. Levi Carroll bluffed the steal, but to no reaction from Burns. We don't know how aggressive they are on the base pass. We see the third baseman, or th runner on third, bouncing around a little bit, so we could see a little first to third. Hudson could have warned them about that, possibly. Runner does go. That pitch is low. Burns comes up, throws down to third, and that's in the outfield. Bad decision for J.D. Burns, and the runner is going to score. That's down into left field. And the Warriors able to get it in. Runner safe at second. And another run scores for the Warriors, three or for the Knights, excuse me, three nothing cavalry here in the top of the Auburn Bank first inning. And and look, if you're if you're JD Burns there, just not a throw you gotta make. No, I mean it's I, I you understand, you know, you're trying to make a play, trying to get out of the inning. You're kind of conceding second base with that runner there because he can't go any further than that. Chopper up the middle to the shortstop, comes up, throws across the diamond, and is there in time for out number three. But not before the Knights get three. We'll talk about how they got him and what the Warriors have to do to respond as one, two, and three. Sprayberry, Hudson West, two up for the Warriors. When we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. 
You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. So the Warriors give up three in the top half of the first, but it's time for the bats to come to work, who have had no trouble hitting the baseball over the last couple of days. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we get to the bottom half of this Auburn Bank first inning. And not the prettiest of innings for Lee Scott there in the top half of the first. couple of singles given up by Jack McKay. The big triple with the two RBIs from Hayden Barfield. Not a great decision behind home plate uh, from J.D. Burns for the catcher. And three runs are across for the Knights early. Yeah, good thing, though. you still got seven innings to work with. If you can scratch back one here. Again, we've talked about it numerous times throughout the year. You don't have to get all three here. If you can settle for one, two, hang up a zero in the second. And all of a sudden, that momentum begins to shift. But it all starts here with Hutch Sprayberry. Sprayberry, Hudson, and West will be the top part of the order. That's pretty familiar for this Lee Scott team. And a swing and strike for Hutch Sprayberry as Brady Reed on the mound for the Cavalry Knights, wearing number 23. The right-hander working quickly against Sprayberry, delivers the 0-1. And that's low and in to even up the count at one apiece. Sprayberry's had a couple of busy days. Had a triple yesterday in game two, versus, or on Tuesday, excuse me, versus Springwood. That pitch high outside for a 2-1 count. Still nobody out. Nobody on for the Warriors in the bottom half of this first inning as they trail Cavalry 3-0 early. Sprayberry, a left-handed hitter leading off for the Warriors. That's low and in. For a 3-1 count, so after a first pitch strike, it's three straight balls for Brady Reed. And there it is, that same, that inner half of the plate to the left-handed hitters, outside of the plate for the right-handed hitters. A Sprayberry, a dribbler to the third base side, sliding play, throws across the diamond, and it is in time. It was another bang-bang play. Heck of an effort from Noah Strickland, who slid towards the third base bag, hopped up and threw it, and it just a one-hopper over to first base, and more credit, really, to Peyton Morrison, who scooped it out of the dirt to make the play one away. Yeah, really good play there. Not hit too hard. A little cue shot right down the third base line. Good job there from Strickland, as you mentioned. Almost like he slid into third as a base runner. But fielded that on a backhand and fired that to first. Another, as you mentioned, that, that short hop that Morrison was able to field for out number one. As a first pitch with a lot of movement on it, the Cavalry fans wanted it to be a call to strike. It was not in a 1-0 count on the third baseman, Kate Hudson. And lays off the fastball in. For two balls, no strikes. One away, nobody on for the Warriors trailing 3-0 here in the bottom half of this Auburn Bank first inning. Hudson stays away from one in the dirt. And a 3-0 count now for Cade Hudson as Garrett West, the designated hitter, steps on deck for Lee Scott. We've talked about the importance all year of how Lee Scott is patient at the plate. And there's the patience right there. That's in the dirt, and Hudson will take a four-pitch walk. You're absolutely right. And especially, you know, giving up three in the top half of the first inning. You're not going to get it all back in one swing. you got to find a way to, to pass the torch. And a good way of doing that is seeing some pitches we saw here. Get that one-out walk. Now it's Garrett West. See if he can get something going. As the PA music is blasting here at John Mills Field for Garrett West. Where's number 19, another right-handed hitter. As that's getting to the backstop and high off the fishnet as Kate Hudson will easily jog down to second base and the Warriors have one in scoring position. 
We appreciate everybody tuning in on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app for Lee Scott Baseball versus Cavalry here in the final games of the regular season. This is a doubleheader against the out-of-state foe. Team from Georgia is Cavalry. The 1-0 count and pitch from Reed lifted into center field. That thing touched a couple of clouds, but not very deep, and the catch is made by Andrew Seville. Two away here in the bottom of the first. And just missed it. Not a bad pitch to go after. You get that fastball in the upper half of the plate. Your eyes get big. And got just under it. Thomas Whittington, starting first baseman. Lays off a pitch on the outside corner, called strike one. Whittington, another left-hander. How tough is it as a pitcher through four batters, you're already on your second left-hander as a right-handed pitcher? Well, it's one of those things where you could feel more comfortable throwing to a left-handed hitter because you know that that curveball, if you don't happen to get all the way through it, you don't have to worry about hitting them. It just misses outside. And then if you, you, know, you have that run with that two-seam fastball, it could work to your advantage, uh, especially in high school, you know, where most of the – you're not going to see too many guys pounding players in. And so being that right-handed pitcher, you know, it might be easier to hit that outer half of the plate for those left-handed hitters. After a swinging strike, makes it 0-2. Whittington went down after it, and a swinging strike three. The first strikeout for Brady Reed, and the Warriors leave Cade Hudson on second base. We head to the second. Lee Scott trails Cavalry 3 to nothing here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. First pitch upstairs on Jacob Scoggins outside for ball number one as we are underway here in inning number two. And that one's in off the hands. It hit the bat, I believe, or maybe off of J.D. Burns. It popped away out of play. For a 2-0 count, Jacob Goins and Christy Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Reminder that today's game is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you're in a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. The 1-1 count drops in on the bottom part of the zone for a 1-2 count. A good-looking pitch from Jack McKay, who has two strikeouts already and looking for his third on the afternoon. 
McKay working quickly. High kick in. Pitch it in. Swinging strike three. Three for Jack McKay. One away here in the second. Really good pitch there for McKay. Usually you see guys and they throw that, that curveball for a second strike and it fools the hitter a little bit. You want to throw it better than the previous one. Good job there. Not trying to do too much with it. Just throwing a little bit lower and getting a chase. As James Butler slips on the swing and misses everything for strike one. Butler in the nine spot. Your shortstop for the visiting Calvary Knights wearing number 11 on the right-hander batter's box. The 0-1 from McKay threw some heat, but it's upstairs across the neck area for a 1-1 count with ones across the board now. A ball, a strike, and an out. Nobody on, and a 3-0 lead for Calvary here in the second. I like what McKay's done. He's going off speed, both 0-0 pitches here. We see that Calvary's come out aggressive. They come out swinging, hunting fastballs. And a ground ball to the right side of the infield. McKay comes over to cover first, and a nice play between Whittington and McKay. Two outs quickly here in the visitor part of the second. That pitch looked like a changeup there on the other half. Had had Butler out in front, a little cue job to first base. Good job there from Winnington to field it cleanly. And good job there from McKay to, to have the what's about him to go and cover. So Isaac Guillamota now in what is technically the 10th spot. As a fastball blows right by him, but it's upstairs for ball one. McKay, a little check with the dirt there. Looked like he might have stumbled on that landing. Causing that pitch to sail. The 1-0 to Guillamona. That one's upstairs as well for a 2-0 count. That's a perfect turnout here at John Mills Field. Lee Scott and Cavalry fans, a good turnout on both sides for the season finale in the regular season. Big swing and miss for a 1-2 count. Okay, high kick and delivery. That's in it low and away. For another ball on Isaac Guillamona, the left fielder. On the 2-1 count, my apologies. 2-1, 3-1 count. I'm trying to catch up with the scoreboard. As that's in the dirt. Four ball four as Guillamona will jog down to first and a base runner here in the second for the Knights. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that has hurt Lee Scott, and especially playing good teams like this. Get those first two outs. You got to get that third one. You got to lock it down. You give up free passes more times than not. You see that those can be the differences in games. You know, especially in anything like this, you want to get this. You want to get Bishop out before that lineup flips back around, and we get back to Strickland, Barbley, Morrison, and Bradfield, which three of the four reached in the top of the first inning. Scooped out of the dirt on the first pitch by J.D. Burns. That one hits off the net and into the Lee Scott dugout. For what is now a 1-1 count, two away. And the beginning half of this second inning, two outs with a runner on first for the Knights. McKay has three strikeouts, would love to earn a fourth on Bishop. And just one right down the middle said, hit it if you can, and foul tipped it into the fish net for a 1-2 count. We've seen the Knights pretty aggressive so far through an inning and two-thirds with their base running, but I'd be surprised here if to see the runner going because worst-case scenario, Bishop gets out and you, you flip that lineup back for the top of the third. But a solid lead here. We'll see if he's running. 
The 1-2 count, runner does not go. That's in the dirt, and it gets away from Burns behind the plate, and he'll get, get to second base anyway. And so twos across the board, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner on second here in the second inning. As McKay trying to get out of the inning with no runs after giving up three in the first. He's got trails by a score of three to zero. The 2-2 from McKay, that's in the dirt, but scooped up from J.D. Burns, and the runner with a big lead is able to hustle back for a true full count now on Bishop. With three balls, two strikes, two outs, runner on second. And as you mentioned, partner, Warriors trying to avoid the lineup flipping with Noah Strickland on deck. The payoff pitch, it's upstairs for a walk as the Knights have runners on first and second now with Noah Strickland, who did strike out. His first time up. Yeah, struck out on a really good pitch there to lead off the game from Jack McKay. That fastball on the black. We've seen it called a couple times. We've seen it not called a couple times. We'll see if he tries to go back to that pitch here. And throw back to second. Throw was there. Got him in time. Picked him off back at second base. McKay whipped around and a good play for the Warriors. Called strike out and got him out at second base. Let's head to the bottom of the second. Lee Scott's got to get the bats working. They trail 3-0 here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Truett, Harkins, and Cummings do up for the Warriors here in the home part of the second. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Trent Truitt steps in for the first time this afternoon for Lee Scott after they had one base runner. It was Cade Hudson who was left on second. Back in that first inning and the Warriors trail Cavalry 3-0 and a first pitch low for ball one. Going back to that previous inning, we talked about it over the break. Cavalry, we've seen a couple times. Not, we haven't seen a pick off the first, but a couple times as that ball is ripped, but just foul past the third base bag. We've seen it multiple times with pickoffs to second and the pickoffs to third. The Cavalry runners are sliding back feet first, and we don't know if that's a comfort level or if that is a coaching point. You don't see it too often because you want to be able to, you know, avoid any tag. You have a little bit more control with the hand, but with that comes a little bit more broken fingers. That's true. It goes after that one. 
And just tips it back towards the Cavalry dugout. So it'll be interesting to see if we can find out if that is a teaching point to try and keep the players safe. And I think you could assume it is if it's a consistent thing between Cavalry base runners if they continue to get some on here throughout today's Game 1 and Game 2 of a doubleheader between your Lee Scout Warriors and the Cavalry Knights. As the Warriors trail 3-0 Truett, and that almost went headhunting, did Brady Reed, but able to get out of the way is Trent Truett for a 2-2 count now. We'll just make an agreement that we won't see any base runners more for, for Calvary, go. so we won't see them if they slide in or not. That's right, and that <laughs> is hit high into shallow left. And into the grass, play is made by the shortstop James Butler. Had to shade the sun just a little bit, something we talked about in the pregame as well, but no problem there, one away for the Warriors. Yeah, no, really tough play. Made it, made it look a lot easier than it actually was. That ball was hit really high, battling the sun with his glove, and then also battling the wind coming from the right field foul pole coming towards about that third base dugout. So blowing steadily in, that ball carried him from almost running towards that second base bag into shallow left field, so a really good play there. Made it look a lot easier than it actually was. First pitch low and in the dirt in the batter's box for Smith-Harkins, the lefty, who starts in left in game one here this afternoon. Another thing you can see looking out over that Calvary defense. They're okay with giving up singles through the holes, but they're going to try to eliminate those doubles down the lines. You see the third baseman playing in a little bit with the lefty, but the first baseman hugging that line hard, so trying to prevent any doubles down the lines. And a questionable call strike on Smith-Harkins on the outside part of the plate to make it a 1-1 count. Reed delivers a swing and strike as Harkins went after it. It was the same location. Maybe the mindset is he's got a swing or it's going to be called. Seen that pitch a couple of times from Brady Reed, either a, a really good two-seamer or a good circle change. Has a lot of late break to it. It's Reed working quickly and a swing by Harkins goes after it. It was in the dirt, got a throw down to secure the strikeout and does after some hesitation from Hayden Barfield. Two away for the Warriors and two strikeouts for Brady Reed on the hump. We saw it again there, very similar at bat to to Whittington. That, I think it's, I want to say it's a changeup because it doesn't have the same velocity as that fastball, but it drops off and tails hard. And those lefty hitters are way out in front of it. And the first pitch is up and in near the hands for Jake Cummings. Where's number 15 standing in that right-handed batter's box? He'll be in right field this afternoon for Lee Scott. Awaits the 1-0, and that dropped in, but a little in front of home plate. 2-0 now to Jake Cummings. 3-0 Cavalry, bottom half of the second. Lee Scott trailing the Knights here in game one of a doubleheader. Nobody on and two away, so Warriors looking for a little two-out magic here in the second. Cummings awaits it, and a good pitch from Brady Reed on the outside part of the plate. A little low and in, or low and out, I should say, for strike one. Two one, two Cummings lays off of it and rightfully so for a three one count. If Cummings is able to get on, the catcher JD Burns on deck for the Warriors. Reed he works quick on the mound. Here's a three one, and went after a fastball did Cummings but sends it into foul territory near the Cavalry dugout to make it a true full count. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs for the Warriors right fielder. Ball bounced around a little bit. They finally get it out of the field of play. 
Read the payoff pitch to Jake Cummings. Outside, ball four. And there's your patience at the plate we talked about for Jake Cummings. He'll jog down to first base. A little disagreeance on some some sides of the fans here at John Mills Field, but Cummings will jog down to first base nonetheless. Yeah, tough pitch to take, but ended up getting rewarded for it. We'll see if the see if the Warriors can get something going here with two outs. Did you see what side of the plate that was on? <laughs> I, I did. And I've noticed here, you know, most most home plate umpires keep movement to a, a very minimum amount, but you see this home plate umpire as that one gets away from Reed. Catcher comes up, throws a bullet, and it gets into center field. And Cummings will smartly stand on second base as he slides in, gets the pants dirty a little bit, and the Warriors have a runner in scoring position for just a second time today. Go ahead, continue yeah. what you were saying. Well, really good play there from Bradfield with that brick backstop coming out. Almost fielded it like a relay. Caught it and had that momentum going back and Luckily, Cummings quick enough to get in there to second base. But talking about the home plate umpire, has a lot of a lot of head movement with that pitch being thrown rather than sticking to that one spot and knowing exactly how far you give. So I don't want to question the movement helping or hurting the zone. 2-0 count on J.D. Burns. Reed looks back at second, sends one in. A dribbler is foul right in front of the plate for J.D. Burns, and he'll walk it off. And reset on a 2-1 count, two away. Bottom portion of this second inning with a runner on second. Lee Scott trailing 3-0, looking to get some runs as they've done over the past few days. We talked about how big it was for McKay to get out of that two-out walk. Calvary with one here. As they hit J.D. Burns, he'll jog down to first base, so not out of it yet is Brady Reed. And those two-out free passes. We'll see if the Warriors can... Can scratch one, if not two, back here as we'll get a mound visit from head coach Steve Smith. And you bring up the, the two-out freebies. Those Just in the game of baseball, it doesn't matter what level you're at, T-ball or high school or major leagues, that the two-out gimmies usually come back to bite the pitchers more times than not. And it may not do it in that inning, but if you consistently do that, a lot of times it will come back to bite you because that gives a team life like Lee Scott, who we know can hit the ball so well. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you play with fire after so many times, you're going to get burned. It's one of those things now where, you know, you've thrown seven, eight more pitches than you would have if you would have gotten Cummings to hit a ground ball or get out. So... You know, that's seven pitches, not including this at-bat right here. You do that over two innings, that's 15, 16 additional pitches. That's a whole other inning that's going by the wayside. First pitch into Harrison Short was a good one for strike one. Short playing shortstop today and has a chance to get the Warriors on the board. It's only right, right, last name like that? That's right. That's right, I'm sure. Head coach Tim Hudson did it on purpose. A bunt down the first base line. It's a good one. He's hauling down the first base, tossed it down, and makes the play. Brady Reed came over, hit just a little too hard, I think, for Harrison Short, and they're able to get the out at first base. I don't hate the call, but I don't love the call at the same time. Lee Scott leave two straighted, and they trail 3-0 as we head to the third here at John Mills Field as you are listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Lee Scott leaves two stranded in the home part of the second, and they now trail Calvary three to nothing here as we start the third inning. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And Christian, Lee Scott had runners on first and second. It was a two-out situation, and Harrison Short, it appeared he got the call from the dugout to lay down a bunt down that first baseline. It was a good bunt, just a little too much juice on it, and it was thrown out at first by Brady Reed. We were trying to talk it through the break, and we're almost a little questionable of the call. Yeah, uh, the the type of bunt that, that Short laid down, that's one of those bunts you want to see down the third baseline. With the runner or with the with the second baseman covering second base, you want that bunt to beat the pitcher. You almost want to bunt it to where the normal short or where the normal second baseman plays, and I almost want it to be a push bunt rather than trying to lay it down with finesse. That was what Short did, so the pitcher had time to co to have time. He had time to come up and field it and fire over to first, rather than if you push that bunt and get it past the pitcher, it's an easy base hit. So. I don't, I don't hate, as you mentioned, I don't hate the call. I don't love the call. The execution just wasn't there, unfortunately. And the Warriors left two runners on. So after a first pitch strike, it was a swinging strike for Noah Strickland, a quick 0-2 hole, and a dribbler into foul territory down the third baseline to stay alive at 0-2. It's the top of the order due up for the Knights here in the visitor part of the third. Strickland, Barbary, and Morrison, who are a combined have two hits and a strikeout in their first plate appearances. McKay, high kick and delivery on the 0-2. In the dirt, tried to get him to go outside, can't do so. And a 1-2 count as we're just underway in the third inning here at John Meals Field. A little bit of a breeze right to left, sunny skies, not a cloud to be seen with the grandstands full here at John Meals Field for Lee Scott and Calvary. The 1-2 from McKay. Put it on the right side and got him. Strike three, the fourth for Jack McKay on the afternoon. Jack McKay puts it on the questionable side of the plate we've seen from this home plate umpire, but gets the call, and it was a strike. Don't, don't doubt that. It was a strike as McKay picks up his fourth K on the afternoon and Strickland on 0-2 day so far. Yeah, you saw Strickland. Give a little word back to the umpire saying that's no there's no way on that. Oh, we're stone across. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the cavalry dugout threw a ball uh, from their dugout to the least cut dugout as that is foul tipped into the protective net for ones across the board now for Griffin Barbary, who singled his first time up back in the top half of the first. But as we've mentioned that. That right side of the plate has been the 
the question mark, I guess you would say, so far. Half the time it's a question mark, half the time it's an exclamation point. So. Yeah. And it seems like it's pretty inconsistent, and that's going both ways. And so we'll see if that tightens up at all as the game goes on. A 2-1 count from Jack McKay, and a big swing and miss for Barbary to even up the count to a piece. But nobody on for the Knights. They have a 3-0 lead over your Lee Scott Warriors in the top half of the third. The junior Barbary inside out of the ball to right field to get the things to get everything going for the Knights in the top half of the first inning. Two, two, swing and strike three. Yes, sir, Jack McKay. He's up to five strikeouts on the afternoon. And back-to-back -back ones at that. Yeah, really good pitch there. Got, got Barbary to chase that fastball on a one-strike count. Raised the eye level a little bit, and he chased the fastball once again. So Jack McKay stares down another foe, Peyton Morrison, who had a single his first time up as well, and puts one on the outside part of the plate, strike one. Just Don't want to give it the broadcaster's curse, but seems like Jack McKay may be a little locked in right now. Go ahead, partner. I was saying, as we saw last inning, you got those two quick outs. Want to make sure and knock down this third one here. As that's low outside. Four ball one. And as you mentioned, getting locked in, you see McKay working with more tempo now. Seems like in that first inning he was feeling himself out a little bit. But now after those quick outs, working with a little bit of a tempo here. McKay winds and delivers the 1-1. And a swing. Hit hard, but it's just down the right field line and way into foul territory in the trees down the right side. For Peyton Morrison, the first baseman for the Knights here in game one. And McKay has a chance for a 1-2-3 inning here in the third. McKay stares in, shakes off a couple pitches, finds the ones he likes. Here's the 1-2, and it's in the dirt off the backstop. Nobody on, so no effect there. Just makes it twos across the board now. He wanted to get a little more scuffing on that baseball so he could rip a curveball right here. Yeah, it's all strategy. A little bit of a breeze comes in. It's inconsistent today, but it's picked up now from right to left. The 2-2 from McKay. Cold strike three. Rug him up. Jack McKay. Give him six. Count him. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Jack McKay is on fire on the mound right now. After giving up three in the first, he is scoreless through two. And Lee Scott has to get the bats work, and they trail 3-0 here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly, local, expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors. On Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. Game Action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. 
Now, back to the action. Three straight strikeouts for Jack McKay on the hump for Lee Scott and has held Calvary scoreless through the last two innings. They gave up three in that first inning, but since then, it's been locked down for McKay on the mound, and it's time for the Warriors' bats to get going here as they trail 3-0 in the bottom portion of the third inning. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As the Warriors are back to the top of the order with Sprayberry, Hudson, and West, Sprayberry steps in, grounded out his first time up, shows Bunn and puts it down in the middle of the third base side, comes up to make the play and can't do so. And there's that push point you were talking about, that to the left-hand side, and Sprayberry's on for a leadoff base runner here in the third. Yeah, that's about as good as you're going to see. The perfect pitch there right on the outer half of the plate. Don't have to do too much with it. You can just guide it over there. And with how far over the third baseman's playing, we talked about hugging those lines, the big gap in between third and short you get it past the pitcher it's a hit every single time and Hutch Sprayberry shows everybody how to do it shows his speed as well as Reed throws over to first to check up on him actually bounced off the first base but no damage done so a leadoff base runner for the Warriors here in the home part of the third trailing Cavalry three nothing in game one of a doubleheader here at John Meals Field, Hudson awaits for it. Thought about going after it upstairs, laid away from it. And rightfully so. 4-1-0 count. Hudson walked his first plate appearance. Looking to see if we can get a couple runners on here. And threaten in the home half of the third. That's in the dirt, and the throw down to first. Hits off the first plate bag again, and Sprayberry, he's hauling. He's going to go around second base, and he'll be standing up on third. Sprayberry shows his speed. I talked about it on Tuesday against Springwood and shows it again here against Calvary. It was Hayden Barfield behind the dish who popped up and threw down to first. He wasn't going to get Sprayberry in time, but I'm pretty sure that ball bounced off the first plate bag and went flying into right field, and Sprayberry turned on the Jets, and he stands on third. At least Scott's got a runner in true scoring position as Hudson awaits the pitch. And stays off of that one as well, low and in. Yeah, we've seen it countless times throughout the year. Lee Scott being able, as we mentioned, the patience, the ability to get guys on and move them over and to take advantage of other teams' mistakes. And there's more patience at the plate, a four-pitch walk. For Cade Hudson, he'll jog down to first base with Garrett West stepping into the right-handed batter's box with a chance to put the Warriors on the board for the first time. I've heard that song the entire year. I have yet to figure out what it says. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was trying to listen to it and figure out what it was saying, and I just don't, I just don't know. But Garrett West likes it, and that's all that matters. As West will step in for the Warriors. Runners on the corners, and a fake throw to third, a whip-around throw to first by Brady Reed on the mound. Everybody's safe where they are. And West will reset. Play that you don't see too often, and I think the only reason it, it fooled Hudson. Or no, we have a, a pinch runner. It'll be Brady Sajelski. Yeah, it looks to be Sajelski down there, number one. He's in for Cade Hudson. And you don't see that too often, but... I think the only reason it, it fooled Sajelski is because the pitcher didn't give it time to develop. He didn't even really come set before before making that play, so... 
As another throw back to first. Sajowski there in time. Runners on the corners, nobody out. Lee Scott trails 3-0 and West awaits the first pitch. Hard hit down the third base side, but foul as Sprayberry almost got taken out by his teammate, but able to kind of dance out of the way. And everybody okay as West will have an 0-1 count. A pretty good thriller there. Yeah, getting up there you on the go. There you go. Talk about headhunting. Yeah. Garrett West went after him, the designated hitter. Middle infield in double play depth, so... Big holes on either side of the infield, especially on that right side with the first baseman holding on Sajalski. West hits it right at the pitcher, throws it over to first, double play. That's just unfortunate. There's nothing you can do. They called a balk. They okay. did? Okay, they did call a balk. Okay. Well, I was I was hoping that was the call, but I wasn't going to say it, and then they I missed the call if they did. So they did call a balk. So what looked like an unfortunate play for the Warriors turns out to be the first run across the board, and Lee Scott scores. It's 3-1 Cavalry here in the third inning. Yeah, he's been – Reed's been flirting with not coming set, and I didn't I didn't say anything because we didn't hear anything. Right. Well, that's why I called it like I did because I thought, oh, man, Lee Scott has hit into a very unfortunate double play. But they do end up calling the balk on Brady Reed, and the Warriors are on the board. As that's hit hard to the third base side, comes up, throws across the diamond, and is there for out number one. It's a play at the plate at third, and they throw over. It gets past the third baseman as he'll be safe and stay on third. And so West grounds out to the third base side, but he advances the runner who's in true scoring position on third base now. Yeah, great base running there from Sojowski as well. Getting that little creep, creep. And as soon as you see that third baseman fire the ball over there, you're taking off a pump fake, and he would have been in no man's land, but at least Scott will take it. Very aggressive base running, and now you have a runner in scoring position looking to cut this lead to one. Whittington, a big swinging strike one. With just one out, a runner on third. Lee Scott has broken up the scoring for themselves. It's 3-1 Cavalry here in the bottom portion of the third inning in game one. And if you're Whittington now, just looking to hit a hard ground ball. Up the middle, of ground ball to second base or shortstop. We'll make this a one-run game. Goes after it, does Whittington. Can't get there. Strike two. Whittington struck out. His first time up, one of the only two strikeouts for Brady Reed on the mound for the Knights. This changeup's a good pitch to that left-handed hitter, or those left-handed hitters, I should say. Whittington stays away from that one in the dirt for a one-two count. We've seen a lot of swings and misses. That's where those two strikeouts have come from. Third baseman creeping in on the grass, playing about as even as that third baseman or third base runner is getting off. Fouled into the net. To stay alive at 1-2, Whittington, one of the seven senior players and eight total seniors that were honored here on Tuesday in between game one and two versus Springwood. Outfield shifted pretty heavily to that pool side, so if the changeup is thrown by Reed... It's a good take there. Good take. Whittington evens the count at two and two, but if he can just poke that that change up on the outer half past the third baseman, if he, when he's playing in, it gives him less time and less less ability to field a ground ball, poke one down the third baseline, or hit one over his head. And Whittington's got easy extra bases. Runner on third, one away. The two two waits for it from Reed, gets away from the catcher, pops back into the field of play, and Whittington saying it hit him in the foot. He's begging for it. 
And there's going to be a discussion between the infield umpire and the home plate umpire. Whittington walked away and was pointing at his foot saying, it hit me, it hit me. Well, the thing is, is you're not going to, yeah, he's not going to get the call because you know, the, if it hits you, you immediately start running right. first. If and, you start asking for the call, that's... Yeah, and, and really the infield umpire is not, not the one to make that call either way. So 3-2-1 now, three balls, two strikes, and out to Whittington and lays away from it. He'll take first base either way with the walk, and the Warriors in business here in the third. And just smart at-bats for Lee Scott is something that will do them well next week in the postseason as they hit the road to Fort Dale. And another mound visit for Calvary should be a pitching change for the Knights. We'll see if that's the case as Lee Scott has runners on the corners, one away with Trent Truitt due up, and it will be a pitching change. We'll get his name and number for you when we come back. Lee Scott trails 3-1, but runners on the corners and one away. So Lee Scott in business trying to come back from that 3-1 deficit when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. A pitching change for the visiting Cavalry Knights as Brady Reed's day is done. He'll end the day with two strikeouts, a hit, and a run given up and responsible for the runners on first and third. And it's now number four, Case Charles, who will step on the hump for the visiting Cavalry Knights. Lee Scott trails Cavalry 3-1, to one, but in position to do some more damage here in the bottom portion of the third. Runners on first and third with Trent Truitt due up for the Warriors. We'll see if Weddington is aggressive on first base here, trying to get two runners in scoring position. Hard hit ball into left. That's going to get down for a base hit. One run's going to score. They're going to wave Whittington around. Here he comes. Throw was cut off at the shortstop position, and the throw will not be made. And we got a tie ball game here at John Meals Field. A two-RBI double for Trent Truitt, tied at three. And a little welcome to the ball game on the mound. Trying to get ahead with that first pitch fastball. 
Shua says, you know, I'll take that. I'll hit that little one-hopper off the wall. We'll tie the game. And we didn't see many fastballs from Brady Reed. He didn't really throw a ton of them. And so Lee Scott and Trent Truitt, as you mentioned, jumped on the first one pitched from Charles. And we are tied at three here in the bottom half of the third. Lee Scott in business here at home. And again, it goes back to that patience that we've seen from these Lee Scott hitters. Sprayberry leadoff bunt, two walks, and both of those walks come around to score, and that double ties the game. Harkins fouls it towards the Cavalry dugout. Runner still in scoring position, still only one out. Here in the home portion of the third, and a tie game at three. After the Warriors gave up three in the first inning, They've scored three of their own here in the third. Charles Stairs back at second. High kick and delivery. And that's off the catcher's knees and towards the Cavalry dugout and lets it sit in front of him and he'll play it as the runner does advance from second to third. And so it just one out. Anything to the outfield. Lee Scott can take the lead here in the third. We've talked about the two out walks. Those are real killers, but honestly, any free passes that you can give up, it's what really kills you on the mound as a team. We had two walks this inning, and both have come around to score, so three runs on two hits. We could easily get that fourth run here on a hard ground ball as the infield comes in, or as you mentioned, anything up in the air. And the outfield grass should score Whittington. Looks like Charles on the mound wanted to change in baseballs. He'll get one as he faces Smith Harkins head on, and he'll turn deliver. And high upstairs for ball one. Catcher pops up, threatening to throw out Truett down at third, but not a whole big threat when the third baseman doesn't move. He's about no. five <laughs> steps off the bag. As Harkins, one of those left-handed hitters. A 1-0 count, one away, runner on third. Awaits the pitch. Here it is, same location. And catcher fakes the throw to third again. If he keeps trying, he might, might fake him out eventually. Right? He might, yeah. I mean, he might. <laughs> As Harkins steps back into the box, right foot, then left. Bright orange, neon bat high off the shoulder, awaits the pitch from Charles in the same location, same result. And a walk for Smith Harkins. The runners on the corners again for the Warriors. Jake Cummings, your starting right fielder, he walked his first time up. And we're just one away. Lee Scott has tied it up here in the third. And a chance to do more damage with runners on the corners. And it looks like some confusion between Charles and Barfield. Between pitcher and catcher, they'll come out, have some communication, and reset before pitching to Jay Cummings. And that walk really hurts the Knights as well because the infield was playing in. And now all of a sudden, the middle infield has to go back and play for a double play. High kick. From Charles, sends it up and in on Jake Cummings for ball one. So rather than if if Harkins were to hit, you know, a soft ground ball to second base, runner on third probably wouldn't wouldn't score because the second baseman would be playing so far in, but a soft ground ball here, you won't have enough time to make a double play. So a 1-0 count to Jake Cummings. Runners on the corners. Nobody goes. That's inside. It got him, I think. Yes, it did. It hit him. Jake Cummings will take a pitch and take a base as the Warriors load him up here in the third after scoring three already with just one away. A chance to do damage for the catcher, J.D. Burns. The sixth base runner. 
out of seven batters that have come to the plate, reaching safely so far here in this third inning. So Lee Scott looking to put up an even bigger number than the three spot that they've added here so far. Now all of a sudden you're looking at three being not a wasted inning by any means, but you're definitely wanting to put up a couple more than that. As Burns jumps on a fastball and jams into shallow center and right into the grass, and the grab is made, so the runners will stay where they are. And a fly out for J.D. Burns on the first pitch will make it two outs here in the third. Harrison Short, your shortstop. So his first time up had the, we'll say, questionable bunt decision down that first baseline, but a chance to hit away here with a bases loaded situation in the third. First pitch to him, it got him. It did, it hit him up near the shoulder, and a run is walked in thanks to a hit-by-pitch. Harrison Short stood tall, Charles hit him, and the Warriors have their first lead of the day, 4-3, Lee Scott. Just like that, we've batted around as we get up to the top of the lineup, and Hush Spraber, and one, two, three, four, five free passes via the walk and the hit-by-pitch this inning. Two, two hits kind of sandwiched in between them, but you're looking to, as a pitching coach for Calvary, those free passes are what are killing you right now. So a 4-3 lead for Lee Scott. They have the lead for the first time today. First pitch outside for ball one on Hutch Sprayberry, who is that one-hole hitter, as you mentioned. The Warriors are batted around in a quick mound visit for Calvary. And just talking about this team in general, we mentioned early on in the broadcast that this team has beaten Lee Scott, Macon East, and Glenwood throughout this season when they've played out of state, obviously out of area play in, in this state of Alabama. So they've got the talent, they've got the skill. I mean, it seems like an off day on the mound here for Calvary. And we know Lee Scott is very, very smart and patient and well-coached at the plate. They have the heads-up base running. And when they put a barrel on a baseball, they can put it towards the wall. And so Lee Scott has taken advantage of that, in my opinion, so far, with a 4-3 lead, those four runs on two hits and just the one error. So, so far, effective baseball. And if you don't give up three runs in that first inning, you're golden right now for Lee Scott. 1-0 to Sprayberry. Stays away from it outside for ball two. Both batters that... Charles have hit where right-handed hitters, and we've seen he's missing arm side on just about every pitch out, and there's another one there, just missing arm side right into that right-handed batter's box. And Hutch Sprayberry looking to get the easiest RBI that he'll ever get in his <laughs> lifetime right here with a 3-0 count, and the base is loaded. Wouldn't even be a run batted in. It'd be a run saw in yeah. <laughs> or run taken in or however you'd, want to, however you'd want to say that in a mound visit between catcher and pitcher. It's a pretty great feeling, though. You get uh, OBP keeps rising, and then you get a free RBI. A little, another, little tally in that category. Nothing wrong with that at all as the Knights are threatening to walk in another run. Thanks to a 3-0 count on Sprayberry. Bases loaded two away, and Sprayberry takes a four-pitch walk, and the Warriors take a 5-3 lead. Bases still loaded here in the third. There we go again. Now a right-handed hitter, so... Charles yeah. has to make an adjustment here or else he's going to hit Hudson because, I mean, just about every pitch that that Charles has thrown has missed arm side. And that'll actually he, – he will not see another batter. I don't even know if there's another I think they jogged, arm getting – I think they did. I think okay. Cavalry jogged a player around there in between this inning at some point. 
So I think there's one. There he is. He is. Okay. There's a player in the in the bullpen. He'll jog out to the mound. We'll see who will be facing Cade Hudson, the power right-handed hitter with a base loaded situation. Two away, and the Warriors have a 5-3 to three lead here in the third. We'll get you the new pitcher when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. The Gooch Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gouchecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Another pitching change for the visiting Cavalry Knights as Lee Scott has taken a 5-3 lead. All five of those runs have been scored here in the third. I'm Jacob Goins, joined by Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And this is the third pitcher we've seen for Cavalry here in Game 1. It is Brendan Neal, wearing number 13, who will step on the mound for the visiting Cavalry Knights. And not an easy situation to be in. Bases loaded. You do have two outs but probably the hardest hitter on this team. Kate Hudson steps up to the plate for Lee Scott. He's hit some home runs this year and in his career. And what a time it would be here on the final day of baseball at John Mills Field. He's one of those seniors honored on Tuesday. Awaits the first pitch. And slides just outside for ball one. Brennan Neal, a tall, lengthy right-handed pitcher. Not going to blow you away with velocity, but a lot of pre-pitch movement. A lot of pieces going there could easily be a distraction that he would use as his advantage as he gets that pitch on the outer half of the plate to even the count at one and one Hudson awaits the one one reminder two outs bases are loaded and lays off the pitch in the dirt away a good stop from Hayden Barfield behind the dish 4-2-1 count we've seen numerous walks a couple of hit by pitches and all of those have come around to be runs, it seems like, for Lee Scott as they've scored five here in the third and have a 5-3 to three lead. Quickly now, as Neal sends it in, may have caught Hudson off guard a little bit. As you talked about that pre-pitch movement, a lot going on on the mound as he sends it in. And now a 1-2 count on Cade Hudson, who's hitless today but has two walks. Here's the 1-2, and that's low outside for Another ball. Yeah, going back to that pitch, I don't think Hudson was he wasn't ready. Was looking up at all. No, he wasn't ready. He was still going through his pre-pitch mechanics, but if you got both feet in the in the batter's box, then it's free run for Neal. So 
Guess good heads up from his perspective. Bases loaded, two outs, a 2-2 count, runners go. And called, strike three, rung him up on the outside corner. Hudson doesn't like it. We've seen it be 50-50 on that outside part of the plate all afternoon long. Warriors score five, but they leave them loaded here in the third. They lead by two as we head to the fourth here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 403461. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. We are through three complete here at John Meals Field. Jack McKay back on the mound, six strikeouts, and looking to add to that. Struck out the side in his previous inning of work. It's been a little bit since he's been on the mound. Hayden Bradfield, Andrew Seville, and Levi Carroll will be his four, five, six. And the first pitch, curveball ripped into left field from Bradfield so first pitch swing in there and Bradfield is two for two on the afternoon as we mentioned it's been a little bit since McKay's been on the mound the five run home half of the third inning for Lee Scott is where we stand with the Warriors leading five to three yeah you trail three nothing going into that third you score five and we talked about during the break, the Warriors left him loaded and seemed like the momentum was still with Calvary, and they've carried that over here to the top half of the fourth. Andrew Seville watches the first pitch. Missed just off the plate. And yeah, as we mentioned, seemed like we were one big hit away from not necessarily a knockout punch, but a, a human, huge momentum shift. And although you score five, it seemed that it came at a pace of of where things couldn't build off of one another. It was right. just a walk and a walk and the hit by pitch. Things slowly came rather than that that big two out, two run double or anything like that to where that momentum could really be sealed your way. But with that said, you'll gladly take a 5-3 lead. And Jack McKay will happily take a 5-3 lead the way that he's been rolling on the mound. And a mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson as a leadoff single and two straight walks by Jack McKay. And so it looks like he will remain on the mound for the Warriors. But 
Tough sledding here in the visitor part of the fourth inning. Lee Scott still has that 5-3 to three lead as McKay facing Andrew Seville, who did strike out his first time up. William Sautel will pinch run for Hayden Bradfield. Pants up above his knees. Got the sliding mid on. We saw him on third base in the first inning, bouncing around. So definitely a solid base runner. Short lead here. Not going on the pitch as that pitch is lifted into right field. Cummings will turn and watch that ball fly over the right field wall. And just like that, it's tied 5-5 five to five here at John Meals Field. You can tell right off the bat that that ball was pieced up. You just wondered if the wind would keep that ball in play, and it did not. As Seville rounds the bases with that two-run homer. Yeah, and you mentioned it. You could just tell off the bat. People at home couldn't see it, but I just waved at it. I said, see you later. That thing is in the trees over the 325 mark here at John Meals Field. And with one swing, the Knights are back in this thing, and it's tied up at five apiece. McKay left it hanging over the plate, and Seville, after striking out his first time up, he wasn't going to make that mistake again. And ties this ball game up at five apiece in game one of a doubleheader between Lee Scott and Cavalry. The extra hitter, Levi Carroll, digs in, watches the first pitch, miss off the plate. Carroll walked in his first plate appearance, and we've mentioned the the wind. We would have liked a little bit more of it there, but with how hard that ball was hit, it would have just pierced through the wind either way. And what's tough about that home run is you give it up right after a mound visit from your head coach, and so you know, you're wondering what's going through the mind of Jack McKay as a big swing and miss from Levi Carroll. Well, and building on top of that, we talked about how even after that five-run lead, it seemed like the momentum was still with, with Calvary, and all of a sudden you give up a leadoff single and then a two-run homer to tie the game. Now all of a sudden all of that momentum goes back on that Calvary side, and these guys got to find a way to steal some of that back before they get back to the home half of the inning. Carroll in that left-handed batter's box, watches the... 1-0 fastball, missed low. If you're Lee Scott and Jack McKay and, and the entire team, you got to find a way to realize it's still a tie game. It feels like you're down right now, but it's still tied at five apiece. And so Lee Scott, especially Jack McKay, got to find a way to remind yourself of that. Yeah. That pitch misses in the right-handed batter's box for a three-and-one count. It's just like other sports. You know, you mentioned you talked to other coaches after a poor first half of basketball or a poor first half of football. It's like, hey, we played – pretty poorly and we're down a touchdown or we're down six points in basketball you know how that works you know it's very easy to bounce back off of that so you'll take it but at the same time you got to find a way to seize some of that momentum back as Carroll draws his second walk in as many plate appearances and yeah, we may see a pitching change as the second mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson looks like we will so we'll get you his name and number when we come back yeah, well, as you mentioned, we'll give it his name and number. You're listening to Lee Scott Sports on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 
look out. Gory's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gory's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gory's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gory's Furniture Express, your express way to savings. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at goochecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. A pitching change in the top half of the fourth inning, and it'll be Jake Cummings getting the ball from head coach Tim Hudson. will come in and pitch from the right field position. A couple changes here. We have Smith Harkins going from left to right, and Drew Guy will come over and play in left field. Jake so, Cummings. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Saying Jake Cummings coming in. Nobody on, nobody else. So coming in like a fresh inning. Over that is. Actually, I apologize. There will be a runner on first base following that walk. A bunt laid down from Elijah Davis, but that will roll foul. And as we mentioned, it, it's it's important for Lee Scott to to understand you're you're in a tie game. It's five five. Sure, you gave off the you gave up the leadoff walk, but that was Jack McKay, who, by the way, ended the day with six strikeouts. So uh, an impressive showing for McKay on the mound. Gave up five hits on and five runs, but an impressive showing on the mound for Jack McKay. Davis squares again and hits another ball foul into or over the Lee Scott dugout. So we'll see how aggressive the Calvary decision making is. See if he'll try and square with two strikes or if they will let him swing at it. Davis 0 for 1 so far today with the ground out for one of those extra hitters that Calvary have brought with them today in that 7-hole. But a chance for Jay Cummings to get his first K on the day. Cummings comes set, long pause, and he does square. And he gets the strikeout, and the runner is caught in no man's land. He will dive back. So first safely, a little bit of a pause there, a little confusion, a little a very late strike three call. Not that that would have affected the stolen base, but but Davis squared, pulled back, and again we see a 50-50 ball on the right hand, right side of that plate in there for a called strike three, but we will take it nonetheless, and Cummings records his first strikeout 
of the afternoon. Delivers a first pitch strike to the designated hitter, number seven, Jacob Scoggins. And we're talking about sealing some of that momentum. Ground ball double play here. Get you back in the dugout would do a lot to help there. Throw over to first. That wasn't even a throw over. That was Cummings pitching it over to first yeah. base for uh, for Whittington standing over there. So he was able to get back in time, but Whittington better be ready. Second pitch, fastball on the lower half in there for strike number two. Good thing for seeing Cummings coming out. We're working with some tempo and getting ahead of batters, consistently throwing strikes. Short lead over there at first, a throw over any Ray. But he dives back in safely. We do have a pinch runner. I don't know if we have his name. Cummings, a long look over. Quick pause and gets a swing and a miss from Jacob Scoggins. So two batters face for Cummings. Both of them falling into that strikeout category. And it is Jacob's brother, I would assume, Luke Scoggins, number 24, who is on first base, the pinch runner for the Knights. But an impressive showing so far for Jake Cummings. Two batters, two strikeouts for Jake. Snaps off a breaking ball in there for a called strike. Gets the shortstop James Butler to back off a little bit. But a good late break in there for strike one. Runner not running, and there's a situation of you throw that first pitch curveball, and it's a really good one. You try to throw it a little bit better, and it doesn't have the same success. That pitch goes over the head of Butler. Heads up play there from Burns, able to, to corral it, keep the runner on first. 1-1 one, one is blooped into shallow right field, right in the triangle in no man's land. So Butler is awarded a two out single. Calvary will play station to station. So two on, runners on first and second with two outs. That'll bring up a pinch hitter. It'll be number 50, Austin Wiggins. First pitch just misses off the plate. In, in disagreeance with the Lee Scott fans. 1-0 misses, low and in. So two balls, no strikes. Jake Cummins looking to get out of a little bit of a jam here and keep this game tied heading into the home half of the fourth inning. 5-5 your score here in the top half of the fourth inning between Calvary and your Lee Scott Warriors. That 2-0 is chopped foul down the third base line. We, we see the sun beginning to play a little bit of a factor. Mm -hmm. As it's starting to set back behind to our left, just a little bit of shade from the light pole on the left side of the field uh, here at John Mills Field. So that's starting to creep in, and, and you'll see that throughout the rest of this game one and especially into game two, and I assume we'll have the lights come on in that second half. And we see Smith Harkins keeping his glove up. In right field constantly as that ball is a curve ball that is behind Wiggins. Well, that's why you're told to drop the bat if you duck. So it works just like a foul ball. 
It did just it how we it. drew it up. <laughs> That's right. It hit just off the tip of his bat. He, dealt, he ducked down and had his bat back over his shoulder, and it hit right off of it. And uh, Cummings is one pitch away from getting out of the inning. Even count here. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Cummings deals and swing and a miss for strike three. So Cummings comes in and strikes out the side. Gives up a hit in between, but no damage done further than that two-run homer earlier in the inning. A tie ball game here at John Meals Field. We head to the home half of the fourth inning. Lee Scott looking to salvage some of that momentum and possibly take back the lead. You're listening to Lee Scott Sports on the, on the Lee Scott Sport Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E-Center.auburn.edu. Or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 403461. Garrett West, Thomas Whittington, and Trent Truitt get things going in the home half of the fourth inning. And a tie ball game, 5-5, five to five, between the Calvary Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. Brennan Neal on the mound. In his, looking to complete his first full inning of work. And West watches that first pitch. Missed below the plate. Second pitch in there for a called strike. Let's, ten, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. 1-1 one, one pitch is a fastball on the outer half of the plate. We've said it multiple times. West does a good job there to foul that pitch off. It's one of those, as you mentioned earlier, it's a, a swing or it's going to be called. you got to adjust to it, but it's it's hard to adjust to a to a call that you're not sure if it's going to be called your way or not. Right, and that's what we saw right there from West. He went down and got it on that side of the plate, and I don't think that one would have been called a strike. It wasn't a strike, but he went after it and sent it into foul territory, and so uh, it's been... It's been kind of inconsistent on that side of the plate for both teams when they're at bat, and so just something you have to, to deal with if you're a player for either squad. Yeah, if it comes down to it, you got to adjust to the umpire. Don't let him be the one to ring you up. Neil throws. Nice curveball there. 
And West strikes out swinging to begin the home half of the fourth inning. That'll bring up the left-handed swinging Thomas Whittington. Whittington 0 for 1 on the day. He walked his most recent time up in that five-run third inning. Watches the first pitch, first pitch miss upstairs for ball one. First strikeout for Brendan Neal coming in to relief, the third pitcher we've seen for Cavalry. So see if he can get a little momentum and see if Lee Scott can figure him out. 1-0 pitch. Misses upstairs, bring the count to two balls and no strikes. Seems like we have more Cavalry fans here as we've gotten past the 5 o'clock hour. 2-0 misses outside, brings the count to three balls and no strikes. Again, I can't help but get over the alignment that Calvary's playing with. I mean, the first baseman is, I mean, about, a, about a, he could fall onto the first base foul line. It's that 3-0 pitch. It's in there for a cold strike. Third baseman about to step in on the grass. A 3-1 is swung on and missed and brings the count full. Three balls, two strikes, one out here. Home half of the fourth inning in a tie game between the visiting Calvary Knights and the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. I don't know about that. I, don't, I just don't know about that. I'll be honest. I just don't know. Full count pitch. Two-seam fastball in on the inner half of the plate. There's no way. <laughs> I'm just, I'll be honest with you. There's Max no Whittington off the plate. I think it would have hit him in the kneecaps if he hadn't have moved. But, again, they don't ask us to no, call they, balls. They don't care. We Sometimes we wish they would. It's true. It goes after that swing and strike. Again, that's a pitch that's on that outside part of the plate on a right-handed hitter. At this point, it seems like you have no choice but to swing out after it. And there's, there's a better pitch than half the pitches we've seen this inning. That's on the outer half, called for a ball. So, again, it's not like you can – as a pitcher, you know, you want to keep going back to that spot, but you're only getting rewarded for it 50% of the time. And as a batter, you don't know whether to chase it because you're only getting punished 50% of the time. So mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's really hard to adjust as a batter and as a pitcher. True, it swings and misses at the – 1-1 curveball and the 1-2 pitch on the way. Fastball in the dirt evens the count at two balls and two strikes. And one thing that will be important for head coach Tim Hudson to tell his team is to not get frustrated with what seems to be a moving strike zone right now. Even count, two balls and two strikes, and there it is, a good pitch there. And a good job of fouled away from Trent Truett. Another pitch on that outer half of the plate. Sounds like a broken record. We keep bringing it up, but it's hard not to because it's not pitches that are having no effect on anything. It seems like a majority of them are in a two-strike count. That 2-2 two -two pitch just misses, we think. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, like, if you're a pitcher right now for either team, Calvary or Lee Scott, in a tie ball game on that side of the plate, I'm going there every time. Oh, yeah. I, I am daring the umpire to call that a ball because it, it seems like it, 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 we just don't really know at times. And so I'm daring, not only am I daring the umpire as a pitcher, I'm daring the batter as a pitcher to go after that ball that even if it's on the outside part of the plate, you may still get the call. You're exactly right. The 3-2 count, swung on and ripped foul down the first baseline. Ball hits off the wall. 
goes into right field. So we'll get, pause a second for that ball to get back to the dugouts. That was a no-doubter strike, though. That's true. It went after that one down the middle. So a true full count now. We'll see what Neil does on the payoff pitch. 3-2 once again. There's a fastball. No questions on the strike on that one. That one right down Samford Avenue. And we will head to the top half of the fifth inning. A tie ball game, 5-5 between the visiting Calvary Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. We'll be back with the top half of the fifth inning after the, on the other side of this break. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. We head to the top of the fifth inning here at John Meals Field on a picture-perfect day for high school baseball between the Cavalry Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. Jake Cummings on the mound for his second full inning of work. Struck out the side his first time up as Ben Coulter digs into the right-handed batter's box and watches a first pitch in there for a called strike. Cummings working fast, delivers a second pitch in the same spot. So Coulter quickly in a hole, no balls and two strikes. And Jacob, you mentioned it earlier, it's still a tie game. It feels like all of the momentum is in that third base dugout with Calvary's. That pitch is one hopped to second baseman. He will have time to fire over and make the play. At first, we talk about all of that momentum seemingly on the left hand or in that third base dugout in that cavalry dugout, but you're in a tie game. Yep. So as a Lee Scott player, you know, what's what's the message in that in that side of the dugout, knowing that, hey, things might not be going our way, but we scratched and clawed. We got five in the top or the home half of that third inning and we're still in this. Yeah, I mean, you're still in it. And that's exactly right. And you retire the first batter 
of this fifth inning as Cummings delivers a first pitch curve, tried to get it in there, can't do so for Paul One, but that has to be the message is, is A, this is a really good team in Cavalry. You can see it. They've got the skill. They've got the coaching. They know what they're doing. And if you're Lee Scott, you have to look at the scoreboard and say, we have five runs on just two hits. So offensively, we can do better and score more runs. Defensively, as Cummings puts that low in the dirt for ball two, it's really just on the mound where you've gotten the strikeouts. You've just got to get all three outs of the inning. You have to finish innings here if you're Lee Scott. And so uh, I think if you do those two things, you're going to be in a really good position uh, to try and win this thing. 2-0 on is hacked foul down by the softball field. little update from the other side of town. Auburn High Baseball playing Opelika today in games two and three of that series, needing a sweep over Opelika and some help as well. A 2-1. This is outside for ball three. Again, Auburn up 2-0 on Opelika. They won yesterday. They have to win this game today. Plus, they need Central High School to beat Smith Station in the sweep. They got the first win yesterday in Central playing Smiths right now. But Smith Station up 6-0. And so Auburn High, their playoff hopes are hanging in the balance. That one's foul tipped into the backstop. And again, Auburn has to beat Opelika today. And Central has to beat Smith Station for Auburn High to get into the 7A AHSAA playoffs, and so not looking good uh, for the Tigers on the other side of town. Noah Strickland in a full count plate appearance here. Struck out both times in his previous two at-bats. Cummings looking to give him the golden sombrero. He doesn't. He pokes the ball into shallow right field, and we see the sun play a major effect in right field. I believe it's Smith Harkins there in right field. You can see him almost running back on that ball first before realizing it was just poked in there and didn't have enough time to make the play. Actually got by him in right field, but not far enough for Strickland to take an extra base. Strickland gets his first hit of the afternoon, backing up two strikeouts in his first two plate appearances. That brings up Griffin Barbary. Counterpart right fielder to Smith Harkins. That ball is in on the hands and fouled down the first baseline. Barbary one for two on the afternoon was one of the, actually the first hit of the afternoon for Calvary. Was the first of three runs to score in the top half of the first inning. Struck out his last time up. Cummings looking to get a ground ball here. That curveball stays upstairs to even the count at one ball, one strike, and one out here at John Meals Field. As we've mentioned, a beautiful day, not only for baseball, but just in, in the world. Yeah, in general. Fastball on the inner half of the plate for a called strike. Puts Cummings in command, one ball and two strikes. Very short lead from Strickland at first throw over there, but nothing doing as Strickland's belly button was laying on the first base bag when that throw was made. But with that short lead gives the infielders a couple more steps to, to get the second or get to get the force out at second and possibly turn that double play. Another throw over, but nothing doing a good job there from Whittington as that pulled him off the bag a little bit. 
The one-two pitch from Jake Cummings to Griffin Barbary. Long pause. Look over at first. Cummings comes set. Nothing doing. And a swing and a miss for strike three. Don't think Barbary was sitting fastball there. Was very late on it. Looked to just throw the hands at it. He might have got a piece of it. But the ball found its way into Burns' glove for out number two. It's back-to-back strikeouts for Barbary at the plate. That's four strikeouts for Cummings after coming in to relieve Jack McKay, who had six strikeouts himself. That brings up Peyton Morrison. He's also one for two on the afternoon. Struck out looking in his last plate appearance. Good stop there from J.D. Burns behind the plate. And, Christian, this is that situation I was just talking about where this is the time to finish an inning if you're least guy. You have a runner on first that you've given up, but you have two outs, and all you have to do is get the one, and you finish the inning, and you bring the bats back up in a tie ball game. So this is a really important spot for Jake Cummings on the mound right now. Curveball stays upstairs, brings the count to two balls, and no strikes. Again, it's something you don't necessarily think about too often, but even with two outs in an inning, you still have 33% of the inning left. So those two strike, or I'm sorry, those two out rallies that you can get, even you just have two of them throughout a game and scratch two total runs. It's a big help to your offense, and the least got Warriors looking to to put that to bed here in the top half of the fifth inning. Fastball in the inner half of the plate brings the count to two balls and one strike. To the Knights, three-hole hitter, Peyton Morrison. Cavalry fans didn't agree with the strike call on the inside part of the plate. The left side of the plate hasn't really been no, yeah, you're any right. part of concern. The home plate umpire lines up every single time on the left shoulder of the catcher, so he has clear view of that left-handed bag. As the runner goes, Burns fires over to second, and that will not be in time to get Strickland. Not a very big lead. I think Tim Hudson's wondering with that swing and miss if the batter had an effect on J.D. Burns there. Who made a good throw. I mean, he made a great throw to J.D. Burns and had a very short discussion between head coach Tim Hudson and the home plate umpire. But, yeah, credit to J.D. Burns. Didn't get the out, but he popped up and made a really good throw. Just not quite in time. And not having a replay. Doesn't necessarily help your argument if you are Coach Hudson because Morrison, I did believe, swing and miss and fall over the plate, but can't see if contact was made, which would have ended the inning for the Warriors. This is game one of a doubleheader between your Lee Scott Warriors and the visiting Cavalry Knights on what is the final day of the regular season here at John Mills Field for the seven seniors on this Warrior squad. Full count pitch is swung on and missed. So add another tally to that strikeout category for Jake Cummings. Now with five, and he's pumped up as he walks into that Lee Scott Academy dugout. Looking to salvage some of that momentum and hopefully find themselves leading. We head to the home half of the fifth inning. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. 
visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. Brennan Neal on the bump for his third inning of work for Calvary in a tie game. Lee Scott looking to edge ahead here in the home half of the fifth inning. A 5-5 score between the Calvary Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. It'll be Smith Harkins, Jake Cummings, and J.D. Burns. Six, seven, eight to get things going in the home half of the fifth inning. Hopefully we'll see a couple more than just those three in the home half of the inning. A three spot in the first for Calvary. Added two more on a Andrew Seville two-run home run. Lee Scott scored all five in the home half of the third inning. And that is where we stand so far. Lee Scott with five runs on two hits and one error. Thanks for everybody tuning in. I'm Christian Griffin along with Jacob Goins. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott's Network. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, Smith Harkins. Fouls the first pitch off he sees from Brennan Neal, who's working off four straight strikeouts for the Calvary Knights. Going back to the home half of the third inning, struck out the side in the home half of the fifth and is ahead of Smith Harkins. No balls and two strikes. Harkins choked up on that bright orange bat. Watches the pitch, pitch missing the dirt. Harkins 0 for 1 on the day. Walked his second time up, as many of the Lee Scott lineup did in the home half of that third inning. 1-2 is fouled down the third base line, and that will not stay in play as the third baseman Strickland runs out of room. So Harkins will do it again here in one ball. And two strikes. We saw the third inning get started with a Hutch Sprayberry bunt. One of the two hits for Lee Scott so far in this game. What are you seeing here that we got to get going for Lee Scott? Well, that's a good start if it can get through. And it does as that ball eats up the second baseman, Bishop. And as you mentioned, hit it right on the screws right at the second baseman. 
but decided to play it on a short hop, and it ate him up off the heel of the glove. That ball will roll into shallow right field. So it's a good start for Lee Scott here, but Jay Cummings coming to bat. It's a great start, and you get a leadoff base run or something Lee Scott hasn't done uh, a ton today, and you get that leadoff base runner. Now it's time. Yes, you're at the bottom part of your order, and yes, this has been the part of the order that uh, maybe hasn't been the strongest all year long, but this is a perfect time to get that, and, and Cummings hasn't gotten a hit today, but he's been on base both times with the walk and a hit by pitch, and so at least Scott, you, you have five runs on just the two hits, and that's just not a number you see very often for this Lee Scott team to have only two hits through a ball game as we're in the fifth inning, and so there's a hit right there. How about that, Jake Cummings? Cummings rips the first pitch fastball in the 5-6 hole. As we mentioned, one of those hits that might have been a double play the third baseman wasn't hugging the line so hard, but trying to avoid that double and Jake Cummings will gladly take that single. Two balls hit on the screws here in the home half of the inning. And as you mentioned, the bottom half of the lineup not necessarily being the strong suit, but seven, eight, nine so far this afternoon have reached base five times in seven attempts or seven plate appearances. Infield playing really shallow, expecting a J.D. Burns bunt. He does and wisely pulls back. Catcher Bradfield tried to get Harkins on the back pick to second base and good play there from Butler. Otherwise, it might be two runners in scoring position with that ball creeping into center field. J.D. Burns doesn't square and is swinging. Fouls that ball over the netting down by the softball field. A little bit of an interesting call there. You see, you see Burns square on the first pitch and take it for a ball. And then swinging the next pitch. Could be little mind games to try and draw that first baseman in even further and try and slash one down past him because, I mean, he is... He is way in He right might now. be even, even with the pitcher's mound and will easily charge. Burns squares again. And that curveball... Is fouled off the netting. That curveball, such a hard pitch to to stay square with and to get it down. And Brendan Neal knows that he's on the mound. He he knows Burns has showed bunt a couple of times, and so throwing the curveball makes it even that much tougher. Neal working quickly there. That one-two fastball. Doesn't get the call and evens the count at two and two. But he works that uh, controversial side of the plate, and I don't blame him. I really don't. I don't blame any of the pitchers for going to that side right now. I'm daring the batters to swing, and I'm daring the umpire to make a call. We saw a balk earlier in the game as that pitch is lined right to the shortstop. He will tag second base. So J.D. Burns lines into a... A six unassisted double play. Smith Harkins would have scored if that ball would have gotten over the shortstop, but a leaping grab. And just like that, there are two outs away, and Neal is one pitch away from getting out of the inning. Yeah, if James Butler's about two inches shorter, that gets over his bright red glove, and that's down for a base hit. Probably a bases loaded situation for Lee Scott, but instead, it's two outs with a runner on first. That brings up the Lee Scott shortstop, Harrison Short. Harrison Short, 0-for-1 one, one on the day, was hit by a pitch in his second plate appearance. 
First pitch misses downstairs. Second pitch in there for a called strike to even the count at one and one. Came to the back door from Brendan Neal. A one-one pitch misses downstairs. And again, an unfortunate start to the inning for Lee Scott as Harkins, Cummings, and J.D. Burns all found a barrel and pieced up that fastball. Two of them found holes. Unfortunately, that third one from J.D. Burns did not. Found the glove of Butler, and he was able to touch second before Harkins was able to get back. So two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Here in the home half of the fifth inning, and a tie ball game, 5-5 between the visiting Calvary Knights and your Lee Scott Warriors. So 5-5 in the fifth inning. And Harrison Short wisely calls times. Going, going back to that call, we've talked about, we saw a balk earlier in the game from Brady Reed. Neil works very deliberately to the plate, but every once in a while, a very quick pause mm -hmm. at the mound and a very quick delivery. We saw it happen a couple times. We saw it once with, with Kate Hudson in a 1-1 count where he wasn't even ready for the strike or wasn't even ready for the pitch. And that was a strike. We saw it a couple times here. And a good job there from Harrison Short to call time. He does again as it looked like Neil was ready for that fast delivery. Sajowski in as the pinch runner on first. He'll be going on the pitch with a 2-2 count and two away. He's running on that 2-2 pitch. And that misses outside. Throw from Bradfield up the line. So Szajlowski is credited with a stolen base. And we'll have a 3-2 count here. Would love to find a way to scratch one across here in the home half of the fifth inning. Your tying runs technically on second base right now. Or your winning run. run. Go ahead, excuse me. Yes, go ahead, run. Now again, we see it again. Neil coming set before... The batter's completely ready. The 3-2 count is a curveball that swung on and missed. And a little extracurricular activity afterwards as Brennan Neal. I don't know if I like all of that, but nonetheless, he is awarded with the strikeout. We head to the top half of the sixth inning after this short break. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. 
Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Two innings to go as Lee Scott and Calvary tied up at five apiece as we get underway in the top part of this sixth inning. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. I'm joined by Christian Griffin as uh, taking over play-by-play -play duties here. And uh, you mentioned it in the break, Lee Scott didn't score when you were on play-by-play. -play, so I don't know if that's a, co a coincidence or not. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, we'll see how we'll see how these these next two innings go, and that'll determine what happens in game two. That's right, as we are in game one of a doubleheader between your Lee Scott Warriors and the visiting Cavalry Knights from the state of Georgia. So not an area game today. Warriors just getting a little tune-up before the playoffs begin next week. That's jammed in off the hands into no man's territory towards the second base, right in between second base and the pitcher's mound as Trent Truitt comes in and catches the fly out for out number one. As there is one away now here in the top part of this sixth inning. That was Hayden Barfield who flew out. A good play there from, from Trude as well, as you mentioned. You know, we think about the triangles in between, you know, first, second, and right field, or short, second, and center field, or if you're going third base, shortstop, and left field, but you don't really think about that tough play right over the pitcher's mound, and especially on a ball that wasn't hit too high. It's really a tough play, and you're having to make that play on a full sprint. On a curveball low and in. Seville able to get a piece of it, but sends it into foul territory deep down the third baseline. That ball will come in, and everybody will reset on what is now. A quick 0-2 count with one away. Nobody on in a tie ball game between Calvary and Lee Scott. Nodded at five apiece, coming still on the mound. He kicks and delivers, and a dribbler to the shortstop right between his legs. Harrison Short got down and on one knee. Couldn't get the glove down quick enough, and that is through. Four base hit for Seville, and the Knights have the winning run on the board, or on the bases, I should say. It's right through the five hole, as we'd say in hockey broadcasting. That is right through the five hole of Harrison Short, and an unfortunate play because that's one of those where against a Calvary team who can hit and can play ball, you just can't give them those opportunities. Yeah, you give a team like that four outs, they're more than likely going to make you pay for it, so we got to try. And Jay Cummings... Again, you're only one pitch away. You get another ground ball like that again. And it's unfortunate for Short because he, he played it on what would have been a hop, but it died. just stayed on the ground. This one was unable to field that short hop. As first pitch to Levi Carroll is tipped foul for strike one. So runners on first now, one away, and in the 0-1 count to Levi Carroll, one of those extra hitters in the sixth hole. Yet to get a base hit, but has two walks, so an effective day for the powerful left-handed hitter. I think it's a good job, too, for Lee Scott. Going back to last inning, we saw that strikeout from Brennan Neal, you know, the, the extracurriculars that happened with it. As the runner goes, catcher comes up, burns, a delayed throw, and just a protective defensive effort to make sure it doesn't go into the outfield, and the runner advances from first to second. Continue. You know, you see something like that in, in the MLB or something like that, you know, that that next hitter is getting plunked. Yeah. You know, and, and so, I mean, it, I think it's a good job there as Tim Hudson starts to make a walk to the mound but stops. 
0-2 to Levi Carroll with a runner on second. Cummings got him swinging. And a rug him up on swinging strike three. So Cummings gets another strikeout. He matches Jake or Jack McKay. He has six now. Does Jake Cummings and two away here in the top half of the sixth. And we saw during the break, Coach Hudson walked over to the coaches and they had a little bit of a, a discussion. You know, there's one thing of, you know, celebrating with your team as you walk back to the dugout. Chopper up the middle. Play has to be made by the shortstop. Throws over and play is made in time as Lee Scott gets out of it. They had a runner on second, but they leave him stranded. Harrison Short makes up for the hit given up and makes the play at first. As three are down, and we head to the bottom portion of the sixth in a tie ball game at five. Lee Scott coming up to bat here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors. On Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save Time for some hits if you're the Lee Scott Warriors as you are tied with the visiting Cavalry Knights here at home in game number one of a doubleheader with the Knights out of Georgia. Jacob Cohen's joined by Christian Griffin on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Tied up at five, we head to the bottom half of the sixth. This is one of the few games we've had in a while that will go the distance here at John Meals Field. And what are the final two games of the regular season, the final games of the year here at home as Lee Scott will be on the road all postseason long starting next week at Fort Dale. But this has been a fantastic tune-up opportunity for the Warriors who are in a battle right now with the Cavalry Knights. No better way to get it going with the leadoff hitter. Hutch Sprayberry as he swings and misses through that first pitch fastball. Sprayberry, Hudson, and West do up for the Warriors unless we see some different hitters. And looking over to the on-deck circle, looks like it's Pelza Reeves on deck, so we may see some different hitters as that pitch is outside. Spray for a ball. Sprayberry, one for two on the afternoon with a single and a walk. He had that bunt single to lead off the home half of the third inning where the Warriors struck for five. As that is foul tipped into the fish net for a one-two count. Nobody on, nobody out. And just looking on the odd deck circle and in the hole. Sprayberry up to bat. Looks like Pelza Reeves on deck. And Sam Jackson 
will be in the hole for the Warriors. To start off the bottom portion of the sixth inning, Sprayberry lays off a one outside to even it up at two apiece. Yeah, it's not that outside play that he has to worry about. It's, <laughs> it's the inside. And a blooper down the third baseline in no man's land. A play has to be made. It can't. It's down. And there goes Sprayberry, the Jets. He's going all the way to three. That thing got down to the corner. Play at third is not in time. And Sprayberry gets the shirt dirty and slides into third base and has a few words for the, for the Cavalry dugout. Deservingly so. How about a leadoff triple for Hutch Sprayberry? And a mound visit by Calvary. as maybe some frustration setting in from Brendan Neal on the hump. And Coach Steve Smith has given Brendan Neal an earful right now as he went over there and started to try and talk to Hutch Sprayberry after that triple. Brendan Neal going back to that last inning after striking out Harrison Short pointed at him, gave the sword that we've seen pitchers give and the too short animation. So I'm sure if you are at least gotten Hutch Sprayberry, you're happy to say a word or two back, trying to defend your teammate and then, you know, get back at him a little bit. Uh, you just want to show a little humility in a situation. I mean, look, competition, it brings out the best. It sometimes brings out the worst, and people get into it. I am myself an extremely competitive, so I understand. Is that one paints that questionable outside part of the plate? It wasn't a strike, but it was called one to even it up at one apiece for Pelzer Reeves, who's up to bat for the first time this afternoon. The infield is in. And goes after that one, sends it foul towards the woods down the first baseline. But as you mentioned, there's there's competitiveness, and then you know there, there's there's showmanship too that you gotta Correct. you gotta have in a little bit of that competitiveness. And I think that that Neil crossed the line a little bit. So good job from from head coach Steve Smith going over there for that mound meeting. That was that was nothing more than a basically a stop. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, and that was pretty much it. It, it, it took him four longer. seconds to. Yeah, yeah, it took him longer to walk there and back than it did for him <laughs> to say anything. As that one's in the dirt, smothered by Hayden Barfield. A 2-2 count to Pelzer. Goes down for it. Golf-style swing. Chopper to the shortstop. Decides not to throw to third. Throws over to first, and it gets past the first baseman, and a run will score! And Sprayberry comes in, and the Warriors take a 6-5 lead. Did they call it in six innings? I guess, I guess I, they did. Maybe a shorter game with with a non-area foe. If that's the case, I was not informed. I guess they did. But one thing that's that's going on right now, there is there's a whole lot of extracurricular activity. Something might have been said to to the Calvary catcher, but Bradfield ran back to his dugout, double flipping off the entire Lee Scott dugout so I think that there there's a whole lot of extra clicker activity going on both coaches are meeting with the umpires the coaches seem to be on good terms but there's a lot of John a lot of motions going going back and forth and yeah I guess I guess we call it in six I guess so well I was not informed of that so I do apologize for the <laughs> confusion but yeah, what a walk-off call. What Come a walk-off. How about that, man? At least Scott, they'll take that. 
after what has been a very competitive and very loud game from players on the field. Lee Scott will take the victory 6-5 to five in six innings. We'll talk about it on the Orthopedic Clinic postgame show when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. In an unexpected walk-off fashion, Lee Scott takes down Calvary 6-5 in game number one thanks to the walk-off single by Pelzer Reeves who brought in Hutch Sprayberry who had the triple, was standing on third and came in and a lot of fireworks, a lot of words were said between both sides of Lee Scott and Calvary and what should be an exciting game too. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you here in the Orthopedic Clinic post-game show. The Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you on the web at theorthoclinic.com. An exciting finish and an exciting game here in Game 1 as Lee Scott gets the 6-5 victory. They improve to 27-8. and Calvary falls to 19-6. and What did you see throughout the ballgame? Well, I think it's just one of those things that we've seen throughout the entire year is the timely hitting, but then the patience paying off for Lee Scott. Again, that five-run home half of the third inning well, they only had two hits in that inning, but seven walks and hit by pitches. So seven free bases were given up in that inning. You, you keep a team like Lee Scott in a game like that, they're going to make you pay and make you pay. They did. Hutch Brayberry, great base running, stretching that double into a triple. Pelzer Reeves doing a good job, putting the ball in play, forcing the defense to make a play. They're unable to, and you walk away happy in game one. 
Reminder that today's games are all brought to you by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. Warriors get the win here in game one. Come back in about 20 to 30 minutes. We'll have game two between Lee Scott and Calvary in the final game of the year here at John Mills Field. The seven seniors will play here for the final time as the Warriors get set to go on the road to Fort Dale next week and play in round one of the playoffs. Again, Lee Scott defeats Calvary 6-5 to five in Game 1. Come back in about 20-30 minutes here on AU100, AU100FM.com and the AU100 app. And we'll have Game 2 between Lee Scott and Cavalry as the Warriors look to get the 2-0 series win over the visiting Cavalry Knights. For Christian Griffin, I'm Jacob Goins. Come back in a few minutes here on AU100 and we'll have the finale for Lee Scott versus Cavalry after they get the 6-5 to five victory here on AU100, AU100FM.com and the AU100 app. Until the next 30 minutes, stay safe. I'll talk to you later and go Warriors. You've been listening to Lee Scott Warrior Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic, Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.